Welcome to From the Right Seat Podcast, your passport to the captivating world of aviation. Join us on an exhilarating journey as we explore untold stories, breathtaking adventures, and the sky-high passions of aviation enthusiasts. Whether you're a seasoned pilot or an aviation enthusiast, fasten your seatbelt and get ready to soar through the clouds with us. I'm Aaron Sloper, call sign Slopey, your co-pilot on this thrilling flight. Let's take off into the realm of aviation tales. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe buttons wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to share the adventure with your friends and family. Today we're strapped in for an incredible journey with Administrative Supervisor in Airport Operations by day and its skilled crew chief on the F4U Corsair by the weekend. Get ready as we delve into Julia's fascinating dual roles, navigating the bustling airport operations during the week and diving into the exhilarating world of maintaining a high-performance Korean War hero. Fasten your seatbelts for an exclusive look behind the scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Jules, tell us a little bit about yourself and what is it that you do? Um, so my name is Jules. I got my start in aviation about six years ago. It's not really something I grew up in. Um, went to my first air show, went to Embry-Riddle. Uh, about a, I don't know, half a year or a year later. Got my aviation business degree. Uh, ended up working at ABR Aircraft in uh, Afton, Wyoming. I was interning the, for A&T mechanic. It's something I'm really interested in getting uh, one day. Got my private pilot's license and the Centabria. So I've got some tailwheel time. And since then, I've got a job in airport management in uh, Prescott, Arizona. So because of my connections I made through Everett, I was able to uh, land the job that I now have at two, two and a half years. So that's uh, pretty much my path in aviation and uh, up until this point. So you you mentioned that uh, you went to an air show. What air show was it that you went to? Um, it was September 15, 2017, uh, joint base. Oh, okay. That was... Uh, that was my first air show um, where I was trying to build a relationship with my my mom and my stepdad, my dad, Jim. Um, had a rough go um, over the years, and we've since gotten close. But that was my first air show. I fell in love. I don't know. I can't tell you what it was. I think it was the Corsair, um, the people, uh, the community, and just everything about it. I just fell in love with it. That was that is what really turned my world upside down. That's awesome. Um, so, what's your favorite part of being a manager? Oh man, uh, probably the fact that I'm just in aviation. Uh, sometimes, I, a lot of times, I don't feel like I'm doing my job. I just enjoy being in that environment and. Being around airplanes, you never know what's coming through, especially when you got the sound of freedom fighters coming through, or you got. Uh, so I have some friends that pass through um, sometimes, um, so I, I probably enjoy that those aspects more than anything. <laughs> and uh, going along with favorite parts, what's your favorite part of being a crew chief of the uh, F4U Corsair? Um, probably 
I sound a little cheesy, but um, I didn't really grow up with my mom and uh, my stepdad, Jim, they've been married for about 10 years now. And one thing we always talk about, we're super close now, is how we've been making up for a lot of time. So when we go to air shows, it's like a family affair and I enjoy spending time with them and we just have so much love for each other and so much love for the Corsair because it's been in Jim's family for for decades. And um, so that's that's really my favorite part is being being with that. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, wh- what is your favorite part of the Corsair? Like why 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 did you fall in love with the Corsair and not like a P fifty one or something like that? What makes what draws you to the Corsair the the most? Oh God, um, I think probably knowing her history and knowing the history, Jim and his dad restoring it. I feel like she's been through so much. I refer to the Corsair as a she. I even mm-hmm. uh, g- give her rubs and I talk to her uh, <laughs> about my life and ask her how she's been because sometimes I have a little bit of separation anxiety, but I think it's just uh, I'm not seeing her for so long. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's just because I know she's been through a lot and uh, and she's still kicking. She's still, she's still flying and just that's awesome. Um, is she a war hero? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. absolutely. Uh, she was on the uh, Valley Forge uh, boxer and the Aristide, uh back in the day. So she's she's got a lot of combat history. And you can check it out on the website, freedomwarhero.com. You can see her history. There's some old photos from back in the day when she was serving on some of those carriers. Um, so it's, it's kind of neat. So anyone listening or you yourself would like to check that out. So managing an airport and serving as a crew chief for a vintage aircraft must be quite a juggling act. How do you balance your full-time responsibilities as an airport manager with your passion for working with the F4U Corsair during this your time off? Uh, so it's actually not that challenging, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, a lot of the uh, performer teams, obviously, they've got more of a demand schedule. Um, some performers have anywhere from 15 to 15 shows a year. Um, so it's a little bit different with my parents. Uh, my daddy owns these aircraft projects privately on. is mainly doing class of 45 shows with Scooter and this P-51 and Navy Legacy. Uh, when I first started going to air shows back in 2017, 2018, I was not in college yet in Riddle. So I was able to go to like 10 shows that summer. I was on a road trip about two and a half months. Um, so back then it was a lot easier. Now I probably go to anywhere two and four shows a year if I'm lucky. And um, so thankfully, because I hard worked at my job and uh, they, my bosses allowed me to be flexible for I this. So it's not awesome. not not all that challenging. And Jim isn't doing nearly as many shows as he used. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is Jim the, the sole pilot of the Corsair? Uh, or is no. there a team that, that goes with him? Uh, yes and no. Um, he, uh, besides his father, uh, Joe Tobel, uh, Scott Scudillo also flies the Corsair. He got checked out, I think, about a year ago, maybe two. Um, so he's been going in and doing some Navy Legacy flights. A lot of folks 
think that it's Jim, but it's actually Scott. Um, and okay. especially at, uh, what was it, Oshkosh, uh, when they did the uh, Corsair gathering, where it's four or five, or, or, uh, flying in a diamond. Um, it wasn't Jim that was flying the one night back to Scott. Uh, okay. So those, those are the only two that fly the Corsair. Jim doesn't doesn't trust or want anyone else flying. <laughs> Which I, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want anyone flying it either. <laughs> right, right. Could you share how your experience as an airport manager conforms to your role as a crew chief and vice versa? And there are there any skills or lessons from one role that apply to the other? Ooh, um, I would say that uh, it definitely helps me understand different aspects, right? So um, ground movement, uh, understanding that sort of stuff uh, doesn't really translate to airport management a whole lot. Um, but, uh, it's definitely come in handy. Like this past weekend, I, uh, volunteered at Stewart Air Show, have my background already working at Jacksonville Aviation as a fueler, de-icer, doing groundwork, working as a crew chief, uh, air shows, um, and then, uh, understanding movement on the ground as airport manager. So just a lot of background it kind of all ties into each other in that way yes understanding the different aspects maybe f4u corsair holds a rich historical significance in history what drew you to this specific aircraft and how do you preserve its heritage while maintaining it for flights um probably just the fact that it's been aircraft right i mean it's with my dad and initially what brought Threw me into air shows and aviation. Um, you probably keep it heritage going through, you know, meeting with the people that love her, people that come out to air shows that want to see her just, just to catch a glimpse of her, whether it's on the ground or in the sky. And, um, and for all those that paid the ultimate sacrifice, right? There's, I mean, a lot of people that flew Corsairs back in the day, uh, they gave their lives. And so one of the things that Adam says is when he puts his feet on the rudder pedals, he thinks back to all the people uh, before him that had, had gone, they, you know, suffered their ultimate price. Um, so one of the things that I personally enjoy doing is when we're at air shows and uh, we have veterans that come up to us, I've even had uh, veterans who were Corsair pilots back in the day. I've got photos with them. And uh, that that's kind of stuff that I enjoy is having conversations with them and, and hearing their experience and maybe what they've gone through. So that's something mm-hmm. that, that I enjoy doing. And, and then passing that along to uh, the fans, I guess, is what you can call them, of the Corsair. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I can definitely relate uh, being the, the load master on the B-17 and uh, in my short time, and it was a very short time with Texas Raiders uh, that, you know, meeting the people that used to serve or the family members of the people that used to serve on a B-17 in World War II, I can definitely relate. It was it was absolutely amazing. I wish I had a little bit more time with her and uh, uh, sharing that experience with, with the with the veterans of actual World War II of, mm-hmm. and serving on B-17s. You know, I definitely awesome. relate with that. That's one thing I try to tell people is you, you never know how much time you're going to be spending doing something, so you really should make them less. And that, 
whether it's for a couple minutes, couple hours, couple, I mean, however long that time is, you really should make the time to enjoy a little piece. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. <laughs> Working on vintage aircraft like the F4U uh, F4 Corsair must come with its challenges and joys. Can you share a memorable experience from one of your weekend flight sessions? Absolutely. Um, I've got one. Uh, Dubuque, Iowa Formation Clinic. Uh, I want to say it was uh, July 2018. Uh, probably the first time I ever flew in a Warbird. I was in the back of the one. And uh, we went out for a core ship flight. It was three three fifty ones uh, and the Corsair. And uh, I've got a photo of Jim flying a Corsair off uh, to my left. And I just remember thinking to myself, and I've been waiting for this. This is so awesome. And I'm saying to myself, like, you just don't get to see this. You don't get to experience that. And that's that's just one of the things I always try to do is I didn't grow up in aviation. And I have conversations with people I hear through all the time that tell me how much they love the Corsair, how much they've been following her. And that's one of the things that I try to do is give back and share my involvement or my, I mean, because I'm, I'm very fortunate for the, for, um, the, the role that I'm in and, uh, at. so I try to try to pay it back and share my experiences. And sometimes I, I, if I'm able to let someone sit in my cockpit, so, but anyway, that's gone off a little tangent there, but, uh, yeah, well, having the Corsair fly off the wing, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite moments and hey, I actually want to get that photo frame. <laughs> I really do. do. I really do. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan of the, uh, like the canvas that are behind you. I got tons of canvas prints from just photos from Facebook of, of oh, B-17. Really? Ooh, yeah. I can I can go up with some cor- uh, Corsair canvases. Heck yes. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. they're they're awesome. They're such a uh, just such a great addition to the house. I mean, I've even had people reach out to me. So, so one of the things uh, that I thoroughly enjoy doing is uh, social media or uh, Korean War here specifically. But I I run quite a few pages. Um, my own personal page, which is pilot.rules, um, Korean War Hero, that's my baby. Um, started her from zero followers. Uh, Jim does not run the account. He's uh, not uh, a millennial like me. I, I enjoy technology. Uh, my mom runs the Facebook page for Korean War Hero, but I also do uh, the Class of 45 and Navy Legacy Flight, along with the social media page for my, the airport that I work at. So, uh, but one of the things I probably enjoy the most, specifically on Green Warhill on the Instagram page, is interacting with everybody online who loves her. Uh, I'm always sharing their photos. I'm always letting them know what shows we're going to be doing next. Uh, sometimes they'll read out and share photos or a painting that they drew. And uh, I've even, people that I've met on Green Warhill on the Instagram page, I have met in real life. Let them know, like, hey, I'm going to be at this show. Um, uh, would love to see you. Come, come say hi to the girl. I've met quite a few people uh, that way. And, and one family in particular that I just can't believe it. This was like back when I was going to Riddle um, my first semester. 
I had met a little boy, probably about eight or nine years old, with his dad and family. Uh, he, a little boy, was telling me how much he loved Corsairs and how much he loved that Corsair. And uh, his passion, I mean, his, he was just so lit up. And I said, hey, how would you like to sit in the cockpit of the Corsair? This was at uh, Oshkosh 2017. And the, shortly after that, um, I had given them my mailing address and they sent me, uh, he sent me a handwritten note about how happy he was and thankful that I was able to sit in the cockpit along with some photos that we had taken together. It was the sweetest thing that he, he thought of me in that way that he looked up, that he looked up to me. And I just thought to myself, oh man, who else am I impacting? That's, it's just, the, I couldn't believe it. That was like the first time I ever realized that or made it known to me. And it's, that's one of the biggest things that I really enjoy is interacting with people that love her because I love her just as much. Mm-hmm. You just never know who's watching. Exactly. You never know who's watching. Um, and, and you never know what door or possibility you can uh, open for someone else. And that's, that's one thing that I probably enjoy more than anything because I am able to do that for them. Um, I didn't have that for me. I kind of kind of just got thrown into air shows. I mean, I only know how to be on the inside of the fence. I don't know what it's like to be on the outside of the fence and hearing the struggles that so many people have had through pursuing piloting or aviation in general, that there are hurdles that they had to overcome. I didn't have those hurdles. So, I mean, I'm very, very fortunate. And so I, I really value those kind of conversations and try to, try to give back in any way that I can. If I'm able even to just inspire somebody or help someone out, even in the smallest of ways, that that's probably the one thing that I all the time. So you guys message Korean War Hero. <laughs> Reach out to me, please. I love I would love to talk to you. You heard it. <laughs> uh, what what motivates you to dedicate your spare time to the meticulous care of the F four U F four U Corsair? I mean, this just goes back to you never know who's watching, right? <laughs> she's got to be spick and span, clean, and I mean, she she's a mess and uh, not easy <laughs> keeping her clean at all. <laughs> um, I gotta gotta make her camera ready, you know. Mm -hmm. um, do you know what kind of engines on that? Ooh, um, I don't off the top of my head. It's on the like website. It's a and Whitney. Yes. Uh. 3450. Yeah. Wow, you know your engines. <laughs> uh, right, I think. No, I think you're absolutely no, it's a right. It's a double wasp. It's a 2800 double wasp. I, it's probably on the website, greenhornhero.com. They've got all different yeah. types of specs on there. So that's that's a good place to find out anything about her. Um, 2000 horsepower, 400 miles per hour. Uh, 18 cylinders. Oh, yeah. She's, she's a good airplane. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, yeah. Are there specific aspects of the aircraft that you find particularly fascinating or rewarding to work on? Um, I mean, I love the goal in the wing. I mean, that's, I, I think it's sexy. I mean, I think anyone listening will agree with that. <laughs> that is probably like, 
those those curves on her, man. I mean, whoopee. Mm. <laughs> and not to mention that that's what makes the Corsair so recognizable exactly. compared to it any is. other aircraft. Mm-hmm. You see a, a P-51 and a, a, a P-40 yeah. and a F-4 yeah. Corsair coming at you. You can pick out which one the Corsair is. You know? Oh, absolutely. People always ask me, uh, you know, if you had to choose between the P-51 or Corsair, because, you know, Scott, uh, Scooter applies with Jim. And uh, I've even had some conversations with Scott. I'm like, and, you know, sorry, man. I, I'm, I'm, I got to go to Corsair always. I changed my mind. You're, you never will. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Vintage aircraft like the F4U Corsair often serve as an educational tool. Do you engage in educational outreach programs sharing the aircraft's history and aviation knowledge with students or the public? Uh, not as much as I would like to. It's something I, I actually do want to do more of. Um, but uh, there have been a couple of times where I have, uh, through my connections, uh, through Embry-Riddle and working at the airport, um, I was a speaker at a couple of classes, Embry-Riddle, so my degree was aviation business. So mainly talked about the airport, but I also, um, because air shows and the Corsair is what really got me involved in the first place about six years ago now, actually, too long. Um, I always talked about her and talked about the history of her and, and uh, how, how I got my start, basically. And I always tell people, um, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much what I do. Um, and, and then anyone that I talk to online or, or anybody that I run into excuse me, through my job, um, I, I even have people, I mean, I mean, people are in all, all, all corners, <laughs> I mean, you name it, it's, it's endless. Mm-hmm. Safety is paramount in aviation. Uh, how do you ensure that the F4U Corsair is maintained to the highest safety standards and what steps do you take to guarantee safe flights during air shows or demonstrations? So I'm not an AMP or IA, hopefully one day I will be. Um, but, uh, she is very well taken care of, uh, right now she's in Colorado Springs for her annual, uh, she'll be there for the winter. Uh, luckily she'll, she'll be staying a little warm inside one of their hangars. Um, but, uh, Scott also helps the maintainer as well. Uh, and Jim does on, when they're on the road on air shows. So, uh, right now the Corsair, when it's during the on season for air shows, uh, it's kept in South Carolina at Scott's place. And uh, I know she takes care of her and works on her all the time. So she's, I can guarantee you, she's very well taken care of. Vintage aircraft uh, have a unique way of connecting with communities. How, do you, how does the presence of the Corsair at local events or air shows impact the community? And what kind of reactions do you receive from aviation enthusiasts and the public alike? Um, I'd probably say we get quite a few, uh, quite a bit of veterans and, uh, that, that kind of gravitate towards the Corsair, um, and, uh, people that just love history and love our country. So we, we get all, all sorts of folks like that. And, and there's no age discrimination either. I mean, even little, little boys, little girls, um, seven, eight, nine years old, I, they, they, Gravitate more towards the Corsair than the P51. Sorry, Scott. Again, uh, the Corsair is superior in every way possible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> sorry. I got it. Got thrown in my notebook sometimes. Sorry about that. Um, and I, I mean, <laughs> and some of the interactions I've had, uh, like we had uh, Lenny. He was uh, Gucci for the Corsair uh, on the airshow circuit for Jim and for his father, Joe Tobel. He also Gucci for the Corsair back in the day. I don't know uh, which which uh, warship it was that he uh, was on, um, but him in particular um, and, and another gentleman as well. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Corsair. Uh, maybe it's me, but they they're just happy men and uh they they like to share their 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 uh past or history and uh, and what they've gone through Th- those are the ones that i probably enjoy talking to the most they're our veterans and uh when they start whispering sweet nothings in my ear as well i mean that <laughs> oh, man these these are these retired fighter pods man they got no filter on this i'm just saying <laughs> oh i love them to death <laughs> that is awesome uh, for individuals aspiring to work in aviation management or pursue hands-on roles with vintage aircraft, what advice would you offer based on your experiences as both an airport manager and a crew chief for the Corsair? Um, I'd probably say that, I mean, even if you don't want to get into airport management or get into airports, I mean, there's so many avenues of aviation, you have no idea. Uh, but uh, if you want to get into airport operations and management, um, it's, it's not an easy field to get in. Probably it took me about a year. Uh, I would say my connections, um, I have a professor that, that I've met throughout the school and we are best girlfriends. We still get dinner and drinks together without time. Um, so making those connections is extremely important. It doesn't matter what avenue you pursue. You want to try to make, uh, connections and, and keep an open mind because you never know what's going to lead to to get in airport management, you, that comes down to knowing somebody, and I think just getting really lucky because it's not—it's not supposed to be like a high turnover rate uh, type of job. It's a, it's a career career field. Um, and then you know, if you want to get into war books, I, I know quite a few friends that always say to uh, start volunteering at a museum, uh, get involved in that way, and then uh, if you're a pilot, there's some museums that will allow you. To fly those uh, vintage aircraft, uh, not not something that I've gotten involved with yet. That's something I definitely think about. Especially um, shout out to uh, Joshua Cabo Gunderson, that twenty two pilot. He goes to uh, Lades of Fame uh, Museum. It's a Warburg Museum somewhere in so- Southern California. Honestly, I've even thought about uh, taking a drive out there, checking it out, and uh, getting involved because that just sounds uh right up my alley mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's awesome um so you said you're a private pilot is that right yes sir <laughs> how many hours do you have oh that's just sad number uh, i've got about 60 um got my uh private in Cabra, uh two years ago now um i actually passed my check ride a week before i moved down to Prescott, arizona it was right around the time that i got hired and uh, when I first got to Arizona here, I was flying an A1 Husky. I was doing a little bit of tailwheel climbing yeah. until a student had a prop strike on the aircraft and it hasn't flown since. And I've just been 
so hard headed, like I will not fly anything else. That's not a tailwheel. <laughs> and now I'm now I'm getting to the point. I'm there's no more tailwheel in the area that I live at. I'm thinking myself, no one. I need to be a little bit more open minded, right? It goes back to what I was saying. You can't be so closed off. I happened such a long time. So now I I've been studying my instrument ground school. I'm thinking myself, all right, you know what? I need to fly something, and if it's not a tailwheel, that's okay because I just I need my time because I got places mm-hmm. I want to go and things I want to fly. There you go. Um, so having said that, do, what do you see yourself doing in the future? Um, so I'm airport management spawn really good for me right now. I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I just volunteered at my first air show at Stewart. It's the first time attending an air show where my parents weren't there. I almost didn't go. Um, I mean, like you guys have been hearing how much I love air shows. I almost didn't go at the last minute. Kelly, uh, you know, Kelly said, you know, I can't wait to see you. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, shoot, I got to go hang out with that girl. So I went and I had a blast volunteering and that's something I've been wanting to do. Uh, so that's something I want to do more of. Uh, my, my dad, Jim Tobel, he's been uh, volunteering and working at air shows for nearly 20 years. He's been the warfare director at Sun Fun. I know he's been uh, doing that as well at uh, Oshkosh. So I don't know if I'm going to follow in his footsteps, but I always thought that that was really cool. Um, so definitely want to, I want to get my instrument rating. I want to get my commercial rating. I, I don't know if I want to pursue flying as a career. Um, I don't think that I would. I, I always call flying as my hobby. And that's what Jim calls it too. It's an expensive hobby, but, uh, probably the best one to have just saying, Quiver. um, <laughs> so that's, that's probably what I do. Um, get my ratings, uh, continue to get certifications through airport management. Uh, and, uh, so that, that's probably a good start. Uh, and, uh, I always tell people, I say, you know what? It's okay to not know where you're going. I mm-hmm. tell people that all the time. I say it often. And for the longest time, I didn't know what I was doing Or this. I was working at a loft, uh, for four years dealing with matrimonial law. And, uh, I was good at it, but I wasn't happy and I didn't want now. After aviation and finding me, I, I I don't care what I'm doing as long as I'm happy. And the fact that it's aviation, I'm just, I'm happy. I don't care what I'm doing. So I would say, you know, just keep an open mind and uh, don't be put off to possibilities because you never know what door's open. That's right. That's right. Do you ever see yourself flying the Corsair yourself? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> I, I, I talked to Jim about it, um, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, I might have mentioned it. I wasn't 100% serious at the time, and uh, I don't even think he expected me to say that. And I ex- I basically told him how much I love his Corsair and, and how much I think of her. And uh, that's, that's probably my biggest dream, honestly. And I don't know how I'm going to get there. I need to get my time, but... I mean, I think about flying her off. I have dreams about it. <laughs> <laughs> Any, uh, anything else you'd like to add? Oh man. Um, I don't know. Just to reiterate, you know, there's so many paths and avenues in aviation. I don't even know all about, shoot. I've only been in it for six years. I, I, 
I don't know where I'm going and and I don't know if I want to stay in airport management. I don't want to stay in air shows. I I want to enjoy crew chiefing and being involved, uh, spending time with my family as long as I can. And no, they're not going to be doing this forever. So I'm thinking to mm-hmm. myself, you know, how can I stay involved in air shows? And I could start as volunteering. So I'd say just keep it open mind. I mean, don't be closed off to opportunities. And um, I'm always trying to give advice or give back any way that it cares. If anything I said resonates with you, even if you just want to say hi, you guys, just say hi to me. Come message me at greenwarrior.com or greenwarrior uh, Instagram or uh, my Instagram pilot uh, doc. Pilot doc, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, just, just say hi. I mean, I, I, I will let the chat help out any way that I can. Even, even if I'm not helpful, it's more friends. Uh, in aviation, I, I got you. Um, any shout outs to anyone in particular? Oh man, so many shout outs. I mean, I've met some incredible people since I got into aviation, especially air shows. Um, I consider them my family. They've been there for me, uh, every step of the way. Uh, my parents, obviously, for one, they're my best friends. No, wait. We've had our rough times, but we're we're in a really good place now, and uh, um, I I wish that they could be around and stay involved in the air shows forever. Um, there's there's other people too that they'd probably be shocked that I'm doing a shout out to, but I I honestly I think the world of them and I think that they're uh, an inspiration. Uh, Ellie, Ellie, you're you're awesome, and I and I love. Um, Probably uh, Scott Studio. I mean, the guy is just on fire. I mean, we're out of Delta. Um, he's working on workers doing hair shows, and the guy's got a lot going on. But he he's uh, relentless. Um, and one person in particular, I've never told her. I think the light around uh, Joshua uh, Gremerson. You are an inspiration, man. I mean, everything that you're doing. Uh, with more birds, everything you're dying uh, that you plan to do overseas. It's just awesome. Incredible. Oh, man, who else? Oh, man, I'm, the, the list could probably go on and on. I mean, I just, I love everybody equally. Everyone is unique in their own way. Everyone is pursuing their dreams, and and I am super stoked for everybody. Honestly, I'm super stoked for myself, because where the hell am I going to end up? Who knows? <laughs> You never know. Got to keep you on. Right. Got to keep on going. Take it one day at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So finally, this is the hardest question I've found out in the last few interviews. So I'm a huge fan of uh, baseball. The batter walks up to the plate with a specific song they like. If you had a walk-up song to the airplane, to the air show, or which not, or whatever, what would it be and why? All right, so just a little bit of disclosure here. I might have cheated ahead of time and researched some songs because you didn't cheat because everybody else has. <laughs> I cheated. Oh my god! Some and more than others. <laughs> some, some people were like Katy Perry Roar, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to. Be, I want to be different. What? Do, and uh, even all the way up until uh, doing this podcast with you, I'm thinking myself, shoot, I don't know if my walk up song is gonna be, um, but. All I can say is, you know, I, I, I want to be different. I think classic rock uh, and maybe like I have the tiger like that. That might be a good one. Uh, okay. <laughs> or uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm a 90s baby, so may, maybe some Let's Go by Twista. I mean, that that's a good one. Uh, I don't know. I like, to, I like a good throwback, for sure. All right. Ooh. All right, Let's uh, Go. I was listening to that earlier. That, that song is good. That's a jam right there. Let's go by oh, Twist Dog. Yeah. Totally you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So uh, that's all that I have. Uh, if, if you have anything else you want to share, go ahead and share it. Um, no, man. I just want to say thank you so much for thinking of me and asking me to do a podcast because I've been watching other people do podcasts for the longest time. Uh, you know, the Franklin Shockwave, so many others, Kelly, always sitting by watching Amadita tell their story. And I don't know, for the longest time, I thought, you know, I hope one day I can tell my story. And uh, I just, I just want to say thank you so Here much for having me. Here we are. I'm like, oh man, it's my time, my time. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you, seriously, from the bottom of my heart for thinking everything happened. Of course. Thank you for being here and uh, thank you for taking your time out of your busy life to share your story with me and uh, the tens of people that listen to this podcast. And uh, thanks for, for sharing everything. Well, thank you, Jules, for being on the podcast uh, with me today. To reach out to Jules or to take a look at the really cool stuff that she's doing, you can find her on Instagram, uh, pilot.jules. Also, uh, Korean War Hero is also her page that she manages. If you like the F4U Corsair and uh, want to see see that particular airplane that she actually works on in Cruise. Before we land this incredible flight with Jules, we want to extend a huge thank you for tuning in to From the Right Seat. If you've enjoyed this aviation adventure as much as we have, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, and share the excitement with fellow aviation enthusiasts alike. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and also Facebook at From the Right Seat Podcast. All, uh, all tags are the same. Give me a like, give me a follow there as well, and much, much appreciated. Your support fuels our passion to bring you more high-flying stories and adventures. Until our next flight, blue skies and tailwinds.